Hello and welcome to 1882. This is your Tottenham podcast. As always, I'm Ash and I'm leading this show. And with me is my big boy Chris. How you doing? Not too bad. We've got to give you some kind of role because you're definitely not a star, are you? <laughs> You've come with all the fucking banter this weekend, yeah. Jesus Christ. All the smoke. All right, all right. Well, with us today to take us through the uh, the Burnley game, which some of you may or may not remember, before like it was ages ago now, and also the uh, crazy goings on in the transfer window so far is Josh. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks for having me on. It's been a, it's a pleasure, mate. And Phil as well. How you doing? Hello, Ash, Chris. Josh, evening to you all, and again, thank you for uh, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, with you, with you both, what we'd like to do when we get new guests on is to um, give yourselves a little bit of an introduction to to us and to the listener. So I'll ask, ask you one by one if you can just let us know sort of when you first started following Tottenham and how that came about. I'll start with you, Josh. Uh, Tottenham's in my blood, mate. My old man's a Spurs fan. He was bought up 20 minutes 20 minutes away from White Hart Lane in Woodford Green. Um, I've just been bought up a Spurs fan. You know, I was season season ticket holder as a young kid. Nice. Fell, in love, fell in love with the club really, really early on. And it's never really escaped me, to be honest with you. I've, so, so I bleed blue and white, so or white <laughs> and blue, whatever, you wanna, whatever way you want to call it. Good man, good man. Um, I think that's a story that echoes through quite a lot of our listeners as well, there, to be fair. Phil, how similar is that to your story? Oh, mate, you don't want to know how long I've been supporting them. Uh, <laughs> family from Enfield, uh, and I'm 60 years of age now, and I went to my first game when I was seven, so about 1970, 1971. I've, 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 I've seen some great football, I've seen some crap football, I've seen this one win cups, I've seen this win in Europe, I've seen this get relegated and come up, but I've just... Uh, Chris is telling you, mate, I haven't, I haven't been over the ground, the new ground since it's been built. I've been boycotting it because of our, our chairman, but that's another story. <laughs> Phil, just a disclaimer out there, mate. Yes, Arsenal fans, we do have fans alive that have seen trophies. So <laughs> let's, let's just make that clear and Phil's a statement of that. Hopefully none of them are listening. Um, but yeah, um, so Phil, that's quite interesting. Obviously, you're probably one of the guests that can say... Um, you've seen trophies. Can you tell us your favourite moment watching Spurs? Um, I think it has to be the replay against City when Vicky Rila, the, the Vicky Rila goal. I was standing mm. behind that goal and I, I was, I can remember it now. And the hairs are going up on my arms. I was going shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> we roll and then, and then, I mean. That goal was something else, yeah. Nice. But I think every goal I've been at, at the old Wembley, they were they were amazing to see. Um, it, it was as much as it was a it was a shithole of the ground. It was it just had so much such a better atmosphere and and, and stuff. But and, and I was lucky enough to see people like Glenn Oddle, um, Klinsman. Uh, I've just seen some amazing players over there playing amazing. amazing football, but. What I haven't seen, mate, is win the league. <laughs> we can yes. dream. We can dream. Josh, what's your favourite Spurs moment? I mean, con- contrary to the uh, popular belief uh, with other rival fans, there are a lot of memories that I've I've experienced. Um, for example, the the Lucas Moura 
um, Patrick that got us through the Champions League final. But um, if we, if we, uh, my, my first memory of Spurs that sort of had me in tears that I can remember was Jonathan Woodgate's face plant goal. Oh, when we beat mate, Chelsea in the cup I was, I was, I was in the stadium, Josh. What a feeling, mate! I was there as what well, mate. Feeling. I was there with my old man. Yeah, I was on the opposite side of the ground, so couldn't see the face plant, didn't know what was going on, just saw it rifle into the back of the net. It was like, what has happened obviously, there? Obviously, it was yeah, a final, yeah. which, which obviously, and was like in extra time as well, wasn't it? But do you reckon it would have been as good if it was a team other than Chelsea? No. Oh, I don't no. think it would be, mate. I, I, think, I think the fact it was Chelsea just made it all that sweeter. Yeah. And it was, and, and and let's be honest, right? For at least seventy minutes, if not more, we was on the back foot that whole game. Like Zakora had a couple of chances, had a couple of heart attacks in the box, but apart from that, we we didn't create anything. But my God, what a what a moment, man! I think that was the, that was the only thing Jonathan Woodgate ever did for Spurs, really. Like, <laughs> like, what a surprise! Yeah. He had the most electric career going, to be fair, Jonathan Woodgate. But he did he turned up when we needed him. So fair play to the man. And speaking of turning up when we needed them, we had to sit through a dull affair uh, against Burnley. I think most people expected a few goals considering the way that we play, the way they play. But I don't think anybody expected us to win in the, in the way we did with, with Poirot's absolute stunner. Did you watch the game, Phil? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you make of that goal? Did you, um, did you lose it as much as I did? Because I, I jumped off my sofa and just went mad. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a, an amazing strike, um, and and I think the, the, the minute he it left his foot, you could see what what was going to happen. And um, it's it's funny because a lot of his shots like that have, have I would say most of them have, have gone over or wide, haven't they? Mm. But uh, no, what a goal! What a goal! But uh, I still wouldn't say it's the best Tottenham goal I've seen. Like I say, I'm I'm an old man and got old memories and. Uh, but listen, any goal for Spurs I love. So, uh, <laughs> and I don't care who's, who's scored. I've even seen the goalkeeper score a goal. <laughs> yeah, Robbo. Yeah. Robbo. We all remember Robbo against Watford. Sorry, Ben Foster's urge, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that is still my favourite goal because I will. Ash, was you with me that day? Did I bring you? No, I missed out. I was going to go with mates from school, but I think. Yeah, so I was literally second row behind the goal that Foster was in and the, just watching it bounce over his head you could see it coming because he mistimed it so bad oh it was <laughs> hilarious it was fu- it was a fun goal to see yeah and the goals like that are great but I think what made the, the Poro one special for me against Burnley was he's, you could, he knew how well he struck it because he started celebrating the moment he left his foot <laughs> he knew it was going straight in and um, yeah it was is Josh I've been I've been batting his corner all season as the best right back in the league. Am I am I taking it a bit far, mate? Absolutely not. All you got to do is go through my Twitter, mate. I am a poor <laughs> sexual. I absolutely <laughs> love that bloke. But when, when when he struck that ball, there were so many feelings that went through my head. The initial the, the initial thought that went through my head is, why is he going that angle? Yeah. And then you saw the speed of it, and he was like, hang on a minute, and then it hit the net. And I I tell you what, it's such a bittersweet feeling because. The majority of the game, 90% of the game, was absolutely diabolical. It was so dull. I'm actually grateful I didn't go and get tickets. I went through leaps and bounds to try and get tickets for that game. I almost got scammed out of 70 quid to try and get two tickets to take me and me boy. And I'm so glad I didn't. Mm. But the bittersweet feeling is 
we got a goal, and it, what a goal it was. Yeah, I think I'll the most... Go on, Phil. Good, good job it did go in the net, didn't it? Because if it had missed and smacked someone in the face... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice empty dead for someone, yeah. A la Tom Huddleston. He's done that a few times. But no, do you know what, what for me was just the build-up, like... The way when he received that ball, you just saw his head on the swivel, saw how much space he has, just clips it to the right. And I, I knew he was, he was shooting. At that point, as soon as he swiveled that head, I was like, this boy's letting it go. And I, it's just like he had a glint in his eye and he went in slow motion for him. And listen, this boy can do that every week. Like, we've seen him. I know you said he's put a lot over him and wide field, but he's also hit a few posts. When he does go over, he's not rocking it into Rose Ed. He's always very close. And we've seen it at previous clubs. Boy, he can strike a ball. I remember he can strike it. I remember when he first joined Spurs and the first couple of opportunities he had, everyone thought he used to be a rugby player because he would hit it from five yards out and it would bury, it'd bury it into the, into the roof of the net. Yeah. Like, that, that, that kid can strike a ball. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice to have a, a fullback that, that that's playing like that and 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 got the confidence to get that far up and and, and hit them. Someone with a final end product, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. But we need those as well, especially when we we obviously lost a goal of Kane and some wasn't there either. We need goals from all over the pitch and to have someone like Poro who can just turn up and whack it in literally whenever he feels like it. It's pretty special. Um, just before we move on to transfers, just to round up with Burnley, uh, I know it's a uh, it's just a cup game, so the wins what it matters. But was was there anything in the performance that concerned you a bit, Chris, or is it just a uh, chalk it off and move on? Um, do you know what? I think it was just a dull night. I don't think Burnley really allowed us to play, and although we had a makeshift defence. I don't feel like they they caused us any issues at the same time. Um, Listen, I think a bit more creativity, but if we're honest, players are going to have moments off, off, right? And it just seems to be that game. And I'm not going to be upset if that kind of performance comes in a cup game, especially against Burnley at home. Something's going to happen. The magic of the cup is always going to produce something like that, whether it's against us or for us, and luckily come for us. Now, if that was a league game and it was on a consistent basis, I'd be concerned. But uh, listen, we've had some really good performances really uh, recently. We're on a good stretch here. I'm not going to pick it, pick anything out from one game, especially yeah, a cup game. The only thing that did concern me about that was, was, and I've heard a lot of people say when I used to play and all that, it, it's very hard to, it's very hard to beat a team that comes comes to, and plays against you and doesn't really want to win. And I don't think they did. Even my mum, she's ninety, um, she's a massive Spurs fan. She was moaning like fuck. Oh, sorry, we're some podcasting. No, we oh, swear. You're good. Right. You're good. We swear. <laughs> we swear. Moaning like fuck, and she was saying, "Look, look how well they're defending. Look how well they're defending." And and I looked sometimes, and they had like seven people back when when we were attacking. I just I got a little bit frustrated that we couldn't didn't have anything to sort of break that down. But here's, here's, here's the question, though, Phil, right? We know that Madison would have changed that, right? And, and But how many teams have two Madisons? They don't. So any team would go through that. And it, like we talk about Arsenal, they're going through that. They've 
they, their team scored, what was it, 88 goals, most goals last year. And this year, they can't hit the back of the net. So they're going to go through it. And once Madders is back, I've got no issues, we'll do that. Once Benzikur's fully fit, it'll be all right. LaCelso had an off game, but he's going to be better than that. So I'm not too worried, Phil, but I, I, I do see your point, mate. I really do. It oh, was a bit frustrating. Listen, I'm... I'm I'm right up there with you, and I'm uh, sorry, Ash. I was just going to talk about what we bought him, but I won't. No, that's right. It's no, a good time. Go on. No, it's a good time to move on to transfers, actually. But before we go on, what came in? Um, one of our longest-serving players in, well, in, certainly in my in my memories is Ledley King. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. No, that's all right. The, the longest serving, I think, since Ledley King anyway, and uh, captain for, for many of those years, Hugo, Le- Hugo Lloris left sort of first day of the window. He obviously didn't end his career with us the way that we would have wanted, but as great servant and great shot stopper. Um, has anyone got anything they, they want to say on, on the race? I, I, I just think... Lloris is is a one of a kind goalkeeper. What what we saw from him over the tenure that he had at Spurs was mm. some some of the saves and some of the shots he'd, he'd save and just you know the way he'd captain the team, the way that he'd shout at the defence and the way he just he, he just he want you could see during his prime that he wanted the best for the team, and that's all we could ever expect from a player, not 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 just a goalkeeper but from a player in general, someone that was just Tottenham through and through, and I think that's what Hugo Lloris was. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and talk about him like he's dead, um, but it was time to move on, I think, for him. And I think the MLS is a very, very good, is, is a good place for him to go back, uh, to go to. Uh, it was, it was either that or Saudi Arabia. He chose the MLS. I'll be, I'll be following what he does over in America, and I just, I, I wish him all the best. I think he was a quality servant for Spurs, and yeah, but yeah. it's, it's on, it's on, it's on to the next chapter. Yeah, I don't think anyone could disagree with you there. Um, and then next player, bit of movement that we had, I think, was Philip going out on loan, which took quite a lot of people by surprise. Was it was it Plymouth down in the championship? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone to Plymouth. Um, but just before we move on to Phillips, man, I just want to say is that Larice went through a lot, man. Like literally, that guy got a lot of abuse, and we a lot of fans were talking out of emotion and forgot that he wasn't one of these bench players who had been making mistake after mistake. He just come to the end of it, and we let him play for a bit too long, and I think it was a bit, bit bad for us forcing him to play in that condition. And for me, he goes up there as probably the top three best keepers ever at our club. Um, and I've been practicing my French hash, so I just want to say to Hugo Lori, Messi Bakup, Mon Guardian, my keeper. Now, Chris, and I, I've, I've got to back you up there, mate. And I, I, I thought he got some of the stick he got was was fucking outrageous. But towards the end, probably the last couple of years, he did. He, he it just seemed that he. Three or four or five times a season, he made some absolute clangers that cost us goals. And, mm. and yeah, of course, apparently the argument where you know he refused to come back out in the second half, and I, I, I just thought something went right in his head. But, but I, Phil, if if on, should have any player come out against that Newcastle in the second half? Yeah, no, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was disgusting. Yeah. None of them should have come out, but. No. 
listen, um, but if we move on to Phillips, um, I think it's a good move for him. I'm going to say it now because we've got the next guy we're going to speak about in in uh, Dragerson. But had we not bring someone of that ilk in, I would have been questioning them. I don't know about you guys, how you feel. I just felt had we been stuck with not getting our defensive targets, I would have questioned it because as much as Davis has played well, he's not there properly. Um, proper centre-back Royale's definitely not proper centre-back Davis is actually out for three to six weeks um, and that would have left us really short so but now that we've got our guy in really big move for him I expect him to go there and, and play really well and hopefully we've got a space for him next season yeah I, 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 I second that um, I, w- 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 the difference with me is that Christian you've heard me on the Twitter spaces I, I, I genuinely believe Ashley Phillips going out on loan was a sign that we were going to get a centre back in through the door, and it was. It, I, I think it was just those last couple of days where Bayern Munich got involved, and we we were sitting there questioning it, like should he really have been sent out without a definitive answer? But ultimately, we got the guy in through the door. Ashley Phillips has gone to Plymouth. He's only going to gain more first term experience out there, and will come back a better player. And then hopefully he he'll come back. I think we, we've got seven seven uh, seven centre backs on our books. And we all need him to be of a certain standard. And I'm, I'm hoping that the game time that he's going to get at Plymouth will contribute towards him being a potential future starter for Spurs. Yeah, I think, obviously, you look at him and he's, you can see that physically he might well be might well be ready. But he is a young lad. He had, didn't have many games for Blackburn before he came to us. So the more games he can play, the better. We've seen quite a few players in times gone by just rot away in our youth systems and then end up getting sold off for peanuts or just moving on to Belgium or whatever league and sort of not quite making it. So, yeah, it, it makes sense to move him on. Like you said, knowing what we know now, <laughs> um, it's, it's a good deal. So um, fair play to him and, and all the best. And I was going to do Timo Werner first because he came in, he did come in, but it, it makes sense now to talk about uh, Dragushin who's, who's come in from Genoa. Uh Phil, were you following the news as it came in, the Willie won't he before uh, before the announcement? I was, and Christian and Telly, we were on his face last night, and I was I was absolutely, or the night before, slagging Levy off and <laughs> saying he, he he's dragging his feet. Why let Why let Phillips go now that now that it looks like he's, this guy's going to go to to Bayern Munich, but. All I've got to say is, is I'm not, and I'm not going to blow smoke up Levy's ass because I think this deal could have been or should have been nearly in the bag more than it was. I mean, the the fact that we left the door open for Bayern Munich to even even come in and 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 turn his head a little bit to me, I think is a disgrace. But the fact that this boy has, has stuck by his word and chose us over them, now that that to me is someone that really wants to play for the club. Yeah, it says a lot about him. And I get what you're saying about about Levy sort of procrastinating or, or, or waiting and giving Bayern Munich a chance. But I think this is one of those where whenever we agreed something with Genoa, Bayern Munich would have come in, whether that was yesterday or whether it was the second of the month. They were just waiting for someone else to do the hard work for them to try and pounce because they're one of the top clubs. That's what top clubs do. They don't bother negotiating for themselves if they don't have to. They'll let other teams do the hard work and then come and hijack it. And I, I, I think Ash, Ash, I totally agree with what you're saying there. And people are going, well, we've still got him. We still, Bayern Munich would have come in anyway if we had put a bid in. But if we had done it last week, 
we would have had, and he had gone to Bayern Munich, we would have had an extra week to try and sort something out, wouldn't we? Yeah, but with with Paraticiers, I reckon reckon we would have had other negotiations ongoing at the same time anyway, like we've done with that we've done since Paraticiers being involved. But I get what you're saying. It was it was an unnecessary stress. I mean, the thing that bothered me, lads, and I might be totally wrong. I I think this time next year, once they've settled in and start knowing each other, we could potentially have the best defence in Europe. Yeah, you can't can't disagree, Josh. Sorry, mate, you were going to say something. Yeah, I said I think I think the thing the thing that bothered me the the most about the Dragons in deal is it, it was reported that it, 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 it was just look at the timeline of it. Or we agree, we had personal terms agreed supposedly on the second of the month. If that was the case, we should have just offered the money there and then. But it it, it was it was the the back and forth negotiating over a couple of million. And I think that was that that was what was really getting on a lot of fans facts and that was that was that was something that was on my mind as well like it was it was a case of we delivered the dinner too late and we offered Bayern Munich a place at the table um but ultimately Dragas in cho- cho- chose us and I think just with him doing that alone like Phil said it shows a guy that wants to play for the club it's a man that sticks to his word and it just shows a man that's, that comes from humble beginnings he's a very very humble guy you can tell just by the way that he comes across the fact that he it's, it's having Tottenham on um, a Tottenham offer on the table and a Bayern Munich offer on the table is like comparing a Big Mac meal to a steak and chips. And he chooses <laughs> it's the not Big just Mac the clubs, it's, it's the money as well. It's They're the money as well. Seventy-five percent more than we did. Yeah, it's 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 the fact that the guy had said originally he wanted to play for Spurs and now he's a Spurs player. Um, and I don't I, and I don't I don't like to um, you know, rub it in people's faces. But if there's any Bayern, uh, Bayern Munich fans listening, um, <laughs> we're not we're not Dortmund. You, you can't <laughs> yeah. do that to us. We're not Chris, Dortmund. But are we, are we bigger than are we bigger than uh, bigger than Bayern, Chris? Mate, we're the biggest club in the world, man. Listen, <laughs> we're Tottenham fans. We're the biggest club in the world. Like, nah. But on a serious note, right? Here's some serious advice. Like, let's be honest, boys. We are lucky. This boy thinks for himself. Had this been another player, the way that freaking stupid agent was speaking, oh, he, weren't, he weren't picking Tottenham. If, he was if, not for Tottenham. I don't if even you could think, get I the agent. Think still, I don't even think he's still Tottenham, mate. I, don't, I, I genuinely don't think he believes that we're, he, he's at Tottenham. The way he speaks, like, he's, he's stating with Dragons and Sign, oh, we can see this guy playing for Real Madrid or Barcelona in the next three or four years. Okay, that's, that's your opinion. But he's a Spurs player. Now get behind the boy. <laughs> Chris, if you could get the agent in a room with you for half an hour, what would you say to him? What would I say to him? Just words, please. Just words. To be yeah. fair, he's no, only no. doing his job, isn't he? Chris, he's only, he's only no, doing no, his but job. He, but he's doing his job while while buying her in in conversation yes but you do not need to say it once your player's been signed about the stepping stone business you don't need to do that right because you're putting your own client in a stressful behavioral relationship because you know for a fact Ange, um lange man or whoever it may be are gonna can have a word in Chris, my it's not Ange and lange it's Ange and langer sorry that just sounds well, ridiculous mate, I, I, listen i might have learned french but i haven't learned i don't know where he's from but he's I, uh, I haven't learned, but for me, right, if I was to speak to him, right, I'd be honest. Like, I'd rather speak. I'm not going to waste my time with him. There's a reason why Dragerson is his, is his biggest um, client. 
he hasn't got many other people. He's Has he he's, got Recario as well, Chris? No, the company he works for has got Recario, okay. but he's not the direct agent. And Recario and Dragerson are their biggest two people. Everyone else is unknown. So there's and a reason. Chris, there's how, a reason for that. How long's the contract Dragerson signed? I've heard it was six, six years. years. Some people say five. Yeah, six, six years. years. Simon announced 2030. Listen, it can go wherever he wants. Just give me 100 mil. Exactly mm. that. Exactly that, Christian. He can go wherever he wants. Just give me the money. Like every every player we've seen. Listen, when we've just sold our best player of arguably all time, there is no player in this team who hasn't got a value. There is no player, right? So for me, money comes in. Cool, off you go. But I tell you what, I'll be getting every penny of it. We're not a team who's bent over backwards and shafted. We, we, you, you want you want one of our players pay the money. Yeah, Josh, you mentioned about us having uh, was it seven centre-backs earlier. We've got yeah, Romero, Romero at 25, uh, Van der Ven at 22. Now we've got Dragushin in at 21. Every single got... centre-back we've got is under the age of 25. It's insane, because then we've got Phillips and Dorrington at 18 coming through. Plus that young Croatian lad we brought in is still only 16. Um, he's a very high... he's a he doesn't count, does he? He's never played this <laughs> well, he's, on the bo- he's on the books. He's on the books. <laughs> but... Yeah, we've got the, the future's bright, bright at centre. But here's the thing, right? Even if you look across the whole defence, is Davis not the oldest defender we generally have? I think, I think he's like 32. I think he's 32. He's the oldest defender, full stop. And then the drop-off is massive. We haven't got people at 29, 28, 27. Oh, he's 30. Ben Davis is 30. Yeah, and then there's a five-year gap to the rest of the defenders. Yeah. It's... it's, 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 it's Ah, oh, I don't know. Paratici is a legend, man. I don't know if he's used his uh, his dodgy skills to get uh, leave his pin code from his card. Whatever he's done, he's either a master speaker um, and he knows how to manipulate, or he's done something dodgy. But listen, Paratici, what a legend! The change he's done at our club, every signing he's made, none of them have gone wrong. They really haven't. Like ones that you can physically judge. So for me. Listen, if so so it continues, I'll be a very happy man because we've got the right manager. We just need to start backing him. We need to build a squad. We've got a good 11. We just need to build around it. And if if Dragerson deal goes anything by it for a third choice, would we have ever said that Tottenham would have spent 30 million euros on a third choice defender? Not a chance. Just, just, just to add on to the the, the Dragerson deal as well, yeah. it also it also gives Ben Davis a break because I think a lot of fans have been very very critical of Ben Davis over recent weeks. Let's not forget the injury crisis that we've had, mm. and there's there's actually give props to what Ben Davis has actually done over the last six to eight weeks. Like he's filled in, he's played a part, and he's played and he, and he's and he's filled some big boots. And now it's time for him to have a break. He's now a fourth. He's ultimately a fourth choice centre back. He's not going to be. He's not. He's not. He's not Deadwood. He's a rotation squad player, and that's. That, we don't have to worry about centre backs now. That's. No, that's sure. and, and you mentioned Dragushin coming in. As, as he's been playing mostly in the back three for Genoa, but he's played in each of those three back defensive positions on the right, in the middle, and on the left. He he's comfortable covering that left hand position, so he'll come in for Van der Ven or Romero. Uh, either of them it won't have to necessarily be Davis coming in and, and continuing like you said he's worked hard but it's not his position so um, having Dragashin someone who's as flexible as him in as well as a third choice um, it can only be can only be good for us yeah, it's, 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 
quickly on Davis. I, 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 I've been shouting from the fucking rooftops about him. I think he's been brilliant when he's been playing with Romero. Yeah. I, I think he's stepped up and he, 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 to me, he's a, when he was playing with Romero, he's fucking 100% better than look at him when he was playing with Dyer or, or um, uh, Royale. I just don't think, I think with a good player around him, he stepped up and he's done us a really good job. But I mean, he's interesting. To, to, to be fair, I think Romero would look, make us four look good in a back five. <laughs> talk about himself, mate. <laughs> Speaking so. of Romero, actually, to be fair, and, and Davies in there. I mean, Davies, you said, is out for a while. But with Dragosin coming in, obviously, Van der Ven was on the bench for the Burnley game. Romero's now back in full training, but I think Gary's only had one or two full for training sessions. Do you start Dragosian straight away? And if so, who with? Chris? 100%. No arguments. Who with then? Romero or Van der Ven? Depends on, on Van der Ven's fitness. Obviously, I don't know about it. He was obviously sat on the bench. Um, he's he's had, what, two weeks worth of training. He should be okay for 60 minutes um, or so. Um, I'm not risking Romero. The season's long. We've got a player who's played... Nine, almost 90 minutes for every single game. So he's clearly match fit. Like you said, played all three positions. Very similar to Romero in his build, the way yeah. he plays. On top um, of that, he only missed he only missed 45 minutes of the whole of the last campaign. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. He's he's. Uh, it, but then again, we said the same about Hoiberg before he came. Well, That's <laughs> typical Spurs there. But but yeah, okay, fair enough. Josh, do you agree? 100%. I'd start I'd start him on Sunday providing the work the work permit um situation can get resolved. Yeah, but, they tend to come through fast. And I, I think we, we signed yeah, him technically I, yesterday, didn't we? So they I don't have I don't have, I don't have any doubt he'll be ready to play on Sunday. There's the lawyers would have already, already been working on getting the work permit situation sorted when the deal was agreed. So I don't I don't think for a for for, for a minute we're not going to see him play on Sunday. Um in terms of who I'd like him to play alongside, do you know what? I'd li- I'd like to see him play against uh, alongside Davis, just for just at least just for a game. Mm. Van der Ven, obviously, he, he's only just come back from injury, and Romero's only just gone back to full training. And the only per well, 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 well ben Davis, Davis is out himself. Yeah, ben yeah, never mind. Ignore me. Ignore. Me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have the luxury of choice. Just, to be we just, I'd, I'd like to see him play alongside a traffic because I do not want to see some Royale in a Spurs shirt again this season. Not, no. a, not, not a centre back. Not a well, centre back. Well, someone, someone we won't see in a Spurs shirt again this season. Uh, definitely not a centre back or any other position is Eric Dyer, who Bayern Munich did manage to get their hands on after we mugged them off for Dragosian. Um, it's been quite an interesting dialogue going on on Twitter after this case. I'm firmly in the camp of he's he was a good servant. He he worked hard. He may not have cut it at the end. But um, he, he, was, he, was, he was always a fighter. He always worked hard. And now he's gone. There's no point slagging him off anymore. Uh, anyone want to say anything that differs to that? Yeah. Loyal servants of the club. Did, filled, filled a position when he needed to. Thanks for the memories. Just didn't work out. Wish you all the best in the Bundesliga. Go on, yeah. Phil. <laughs> I don't know where to start it. <laughs> listen, I was waiting, mate. It's not you're Christian, you know what I mean. Listen, it's not it's not his fault that he kept getting picked, okay? But it's sometimes in life you just gotta realise you can't cut it, you can't hack it anymore. And he was he let's be fair, he 
when when he when when Potts dropped him in midfield and said he wasn't good enough, he should have gone then. Okay, I think he's we can probably count on one hand how many great games he's had yeah, in agree. the centre of defence. And he's cost us he's cost us goals. He's he, I mean, people are saying, well, he, he's great with the youth players, he's great with the younger players. Well, give him a fucking job then with yeah. them. <laughs> Don't fucking put him yeah. in that centre. Well, to be honest, they, they, they should just make him a steward because he knows he likes going into the crowd. Oh, oh. I love that but, moment. But yeah, but that's only when it's empty, isn't it? It's only, <laughs> it's only when everyone's walking away and they clear the space. Oh, yeah. mate, if, if there was one player over the last 10 years in the Spurs team that I'd want to back me up in a fight, it's Eric Dyer. No, nah, mate, I'm taking Eric Lamella all day long. What are you no, talking about? Me, no, I'm, taking, I'm taking Romero, Romero mate. <laughs> I'm taking Romero, <laughs> the biggest in Premier League. Yeah. Romero or Batongan or Dumbelli, I would have had. Oh, oh mate. Yeah. Apparently, I, I mean, I've seen now that they're only taking him on loan with an option to buy. Yeah, but his contract ends yeah. in the summer. Yeah. So they're paying us three, four million or whatever it is to get him on loan. They'll cover his salary. And then basically what they're doing is they're not signing him on a permanent. He'll come to us, no, release yeah. him, and then they'll decide whether to offer him a contract or not. It that's that's all yeah. it is. But listen, I'm a big hater of, of Dyer. I've never liked his game. I think he's had two good seasons in a Tottenham shirt and a few extra yeah, games, yeah. a few good Good games next to Yamatong and Alderweireld. That's not hard. Playing next to Endombele uh, to the original uh, Dembele um, and next to Wanyama. That's not hard. I just feel like he had a few good moments. Debut against West Ham, but oh mate, he's listen. I'll I'll thank every Tottenham player. Even I even thanked Harry Winks, who I I couldn't stand. Right, so thank you for your time. But ultimately, he's not been good for a very long time, man. Very long. All I want to urge is that he's gone now and criticise his performances all you want, but let's not make it personal. There's just no. No, it's not. It's no need for personal. He's gone now, so let's let's just be happy about it. Um, someone else. Gone, some... uh, the thing I do, do disagree with the people saying, "Oh, he's a good servant. He's done this. He's done that." But he spent six months knowing that he wasn't going to play, and he, he refused to leave, getting eighty-five grand a week. Yeah, but if if no one offers you the job that you want, are you going to break the contract you got with your current employer? Are you going to see it out until something better comes in? He wouldn't have gone Munich in the summer. Now he's at one of the oh, biggest no, clubs no, in no, Europe. No. So. Just on that note, how many games do people think he's going to actually play? I don't know what centre-halves they've got. Two or three max. Tuchel's a madman. He's going to play him centre-mid. Watch. I'll be watching that. I'm going to watch that game if I see him lined up in centre-mid. I'll tell you that. He's got no legs. He he makes Mertesacker look quick. It took us five years to find his best position in the centre because he initially covered the PCN, didn't he? Well, he came. He came. No, he came. He came to us as a centre back. We played him at right back. Uh, Desperation. Uh, Desperation. Right. We then moved him to centre mid, kept him there for a few years, realised that he was just keep getting injured, had no legs, so moved him back to centre back, and it was just a disaster ever since. Yeah. But anyway. Moving on. Good luck, Eric Dyer. All the best, mate, and uh, so on and so forth. Whatever. Fucking (laughs) Tara. Fair enough. But someone who's uh, on the plane over from Germany signed a couple days back is Timo Werner. This again, mixed reception because of his time at Chelsea. 
where he was ridiculed for his finishing quite a bit. But it, it's it's a good business deal. Is it a good footballing deal, Philip? Philip. Called you by your full name there as if you were I in trouble. Sorry, Dennis mate. Phil. Ago, <laughs> it's because I've read your name on the screen. Yeah, Phil. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really if we get the if we get the Bernard at his first spell at Leipzig, we've got an amazing player there. I just think he'd cause havoc with his speed. I think he'll um I think it, he the good thing is he can play in all positions across the front. And I'm really, really hoping that that he's gonna he's gonna fucking bang some goals in. I really am. I haven't got a problem that he's played for Chelsea. We've got to get over this, haven't we? It's a job to these guys. We've had loads of players that have played for Chelsea before. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. One of our greatest ever goal scorers played for Chelsea. It's not a big deal for me. But, uh, Josh, what are you expecting to see from him? Do you think it'll be through the middle or out on the left or, or what are you expecting? I, I, I don't care where we see him. I, I, in, in all honesty, I'm, I'm all for it. I absolutely love the fact we've signed Timo Bernard and the and, and the deal and, and the way that the deal is has come together. The fact that it's a loan with an option to buy, not an obligation, but an option. And the fees only what thirteen million or seventeen yeah. euros. That yeah. is a fantastic bit of business. And, yeah, well and said, Josh. I, I mean, a lot a lot of fans can sit here and slam the fact that Timo Werner Timo didn't have a great uh, a great career at Chelsea. Let's not forget Chelsea also got rid of Mo Salah. Because he wasn't doing, he wasn't banging goals in. And now look at him at Liverpool. Anyone, any Premier League team would take Salah on a plate. Yeah, we if we can get, like like Phil said, if we can get the Timo Werner that we saw at Leipzig in his first spell, we are onto a winner. This guy will bag goals left, right, and centre. He'll get bags of assists depending on where he plays. This guy can play across the whole front, the, the whole um, final third of the pitch. I'm, I'd seriously, seriously hope. That we get that we get that version of Timo Werner and not the one we saw at Chelsea. Chris, mate, what what are you, are you? Is there anything that you're worried about with him? Obviously, he was ridiculed uh, quite a lot. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. No, listen, he he got a lot of assists at Chelsea. Right, he scored here and there, played a few good moments, um, worked really hard. Um, my issue is definitely not with the business deal. It's not that he's here. Um, my only doubts and questions were when I looked back at his record, he's only ever scored more than 15 on in three seasons in his whole career. And he's been professional for a long time. Right. Um, and for me was he, he does fit into our team very well with his speed, um, his ability to hold the ball up, link up play. Um, he fits the bill. No, there's no doubt about that. My issue was more to do with when I'm looking at the team, what are we lacking at the moment? And for me, we're lacking the absolute ruthlessness of of Harry Kane, Haaland, Lewandowski. We're missing that literal general goal goal threat. And what I would like to see is a plan B, someone who against the low block, we're not just going to rely on Madison so heavy, someone who can change the game a bit, can force it a bit of a fox in the box. Is Werner that? Probably not. But in hindsight, I'm not totally mad about it. It was just my original thought was I'm, I'm not I'm not totally sold. I would have liked to see something different. But again, he's here now as a Tottenham player and I'm, I'm going to I'll back him until the day he leaves. Do you not think the way that the deal's constructed, though, that the fact that it's a loan with an option to buy, do you not think that's a smart bit of business? Oh, it's, a, it's 100% smart. I've got no issue with that deal whatsoever. 
not so. Doesn't work out. See you later, mate. Wasn't wasn't. No, of course. But when you're looking at when you're looking at the manager we've got, when you're looking at the team struggling around us, could this be a window that actually we could push for a trophy in top four this year? Do you know what I mean? And maybe instead of waiting to the summer like we do a lot of the time, is get him in at Jan and let's see what happens. Let's see what this team can do. But this team's still capable of doing that. He's uh, still capable, but I would have just liked to see something different. I don't know. I, 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 he's, I, like, he's, I like him. He's, he's a cheap cover for Son, isn't he? And one who's very experienced and who has done it before uh, and played at this level. And apparently someone that Ange requested directly himself. So if we're back in the manager, it is who Ange wanted, then yeah. So be it. Let's do it. So let's be it. it. Ange knows what to do with him. Keep the good work going. I could see him sprinting down, basically doing what Brendan Johnson tries to do down the right, but hopefully more successful down the left and sprinting down and cutting back to Richarlison. I can see that happening several times a season with his pace in behind. He's 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 scary for defenders. Even when Son's back, coming on for the last 20, 15 minutes, defenders will hate it. But anyway, that's that's us done with the transfers. Before we go, I've got a, few, a couple more sort of uh, little games, if you'd like, to to play We'll get the easy ones out of the way. I say easy. So, obviously, Tigna Timo Werner there. He is coming over from Germany. But, Chris, can you tell me how many German players have represented the club in total, including Timo Werner? Whoa, whoa, you didn't give us no warm-up for this. If, if, you, if, I, if you could right, go no, and no, search no, I'll, for I'll the answer. For I'll, I'm not going <laughs> to search for the answer, but I could have had, had this thinking. Um, right, so, can we count... Right, because he's not essentially played for Germany, but his brother did. Are we counting Kevin Prince Bratang? No. Okay, so we've had Lewis Holtby. Someone who's declared nationality okay. is German. Okay, so Lewis Holtby. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, Jürgen Klinsmann. Yeah, that's probably the one that most people will go to first. Um, listen, chill out, man. I've got my own way of doing things. <laughs> All right? Um... What other shitters have we had? One of them is, was a coach with us for a long time. Coach? Yeah. As in manager? No, no, no. He was in the coaching staff. Oh, Christian Gross? No, no, no. no. Stefan Freund. Stefan Freund. Yes, Freund. Is, is, is Gross German? No, he's like Swiss or something, can he? He didn't play for so. He didn't play. Oh, did he? Was he just a counter manager? Go on, give me a point, man. No, no. There's no points, man. I ain't got no prizes to give you. I'm broke. <laughs> the, first, the first number that comes to my head, as soon as you ask the question, the first number that comes to my head was six. Yeah, it is six in total. We're, we're missing one. I'll give you one clue. He came in from Liverpool and he ended up at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Easy for me to say. Ah? Uh-huh. Yeah. No idea. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang Can on. we get a position? Say, say, so, list them off again. List them off again, Chris. So we've had so, Stefan Freud, Jürgen so we've Klinsmann. So we've had Freud, Jürgen Klinsmann, um, Lewis Holtby. Lewis Holtby. Uh, the one that comes... The one that... Uh, is it Christian... Christian Zieg? Christian Zieger, there it is. Oh, mate, that absolutely... Oh, he... house. Christian Zieg, man. What I had no idea he came from Liverpool, to be honest. I got his signature once in a ball. Um, that's That's... that's context you know what? I, I, I get I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. gonna lie right I get confused when it comes to like German Swiss players because they've got similar names 
Right. Especially the Ziegler. There's loads yeah, of Ziegler. Yeah, like we had one, Reto Ziegler. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Christian, so, that's yeah. Pakistani and Indian at the same. No, on. it's not, man. No, no, no. But no, it's, the, it's the, the name. Language. No, but it's the names and stuff like that. But yeah, All go right. on. I've go lost on. that one. Go on, Phil. I'll, I'll move on to you now. Same question, but for Romanians, including Dregerson, how many Romanians have played for Spurs and can you name them? I can't name them, but I think this boy now is the fourth one we've ever had. He is the fourth. He is. Can anyone else want to that, jump that, in and try and name them? Who's the one that begins with P? Um, go on. Go on. Someone must get that from that clue. <laughs> something like Popolesky. Well, we had, we had, we had, uh, Vlad, we had Vlad Chiriches. Yeah. We had Dumitrescu. Dumitrescu, yeah. We had Popescu. There it is. And that's um, it. And now the Dragosin. Yeah. Was that six? Or was that four? The four? Four. That's the four. Oh, freaking hell. We ain't bad. Good luck. Hopefully, Dragosin changes that. Jesus no, I'm, I'm <laughs> one nil up. Tataru. You're one nil up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the other one, I've just looked it up, is Tataru Sanu. Oh. Did he have to play for us? Supposedly. He's actually five we've had. He's actually five we've had. He didn't come up on transfer marked. I guess they didn't no. think he was good enough to be considered a player. <laughs> but there we go. Um, right, and this one's a little bit different. It's not so much a quiz. It's um, I saw a lot of funny conspiracies coming out, mostly from Munich fans, about why they didn't get Dragosin and why we did. So I did a little troll on the interwebs to try and find out some of probably the most uh, common or, or the most popular football conspiracy theories there's a few spurs related ones in there but it's, it's all around the world so one oh. word each i want you to tell me whether you think they're true or false all right as a lift off go on chris you first neymar's sister's birthday when neymar's always seemingly injured or suspended for his sister's birthday Do you think it's, that's, it's true i think that's true he does it on purpose does he yeah josh i'm gonna say true it just it sounds like something someone would say <laughs> and and that leaves you, Phil. I'm gonna go against these two. I'm gonna say four. No, he's missed. I, I I reckon he's missed at least three or four games. I'm sure he missed one at, at PSG. He missed it at Barca. So I don't know how long he's been doing it. He has missed loads. I think that's why there's a conspiracy theory. But whether it's on purpose, who knows? <laughs> it's definitely right. true, man. Bringing it, bringing it closer to home. Lasagna Gate. Do we think the Marriott chef was an Arsenal fan, Chris? He was a West Ham fan. You reckon it was West Ham? Yeah. Okay. Josh? Uh, who was we battling for? We played. We we'll were we'll battling Arsenal for fourth, but we were playing against West Ham. I reckon, I reckon it was an Arsenal fan. Arsenal. Fair enough. And Phil? Uh, I don't know who supports, but I think, I think it was done on purpose. Yeah. Surely. Right, this is this is my logic, Ash, right? So am I right or wrong in saying it was at the Marriott near Waltham Abbey? I can't remember which way Marriott. So it, I know I know it was like Waltham Abbey, like Essex Way. A lot of people it's not far from uh it went to Chigwell, wasn't it? Chigwell, Leighton Stone, uh, Leighton um places like that, right? They're all West Ham fans. You only have to watch the only way is Essex. <laughs> I don't know women to feel personally attacked. Uh, is that where you live, Josh? My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, I can that... remember saying when it happened, guys, that I can't believe and I still don't know whether we do or not. I can't believe we don't take our own chefs with us. 
do you think we did? Oh, maybe it was different times. I mean, it was a few years back. Maybe we do now after that. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was madness. I mean, all right. There were players being sick on the pitch, weren't they? Yeah, Jermaine Defoe was shitting himself, wasn't he? It was horrible to see. Um, all right, moving on. Supposedly. Nike forced Ronaldo to play in the 98 World Cup final where Brazil lost 3-0 to France. Chris, do you reckon that was a thing? Say the year again. 1998. Oh. So, Alpha was in his pump. Yeah. He, was, he was supposedly injured and not fit. And then out of nowhere, he starts the game against France and clearly, clearly wasn't himself throughout no. the game. Apparently, Nike forced him to play. No, I don't believe that because uh, Poch did it with Harry Kane. <laughs> That's solid logic there. Fair enough. Josh? I think it's actually true. When you, when, yeah. when you think about the grander scheme of things, a lot of brands like Adidas, Nike, because they had a lot of hold on players back then, like image rights and stuff like that. And I, I, and, and I think Nike would have threatened if he didn't play, then they would have dropped him. So I a think lot that's of money. A lot of money in it. Phil? Did they actually sponsor the Brazil's kit? I think they did as well, yeah. But they had him, I think he, they did his boots and all sorts as well. Oh, I think yeah, he was fully Nike. But I, I don't believe that any manager or any football football club would would, would listen to a fucking sponsor. That's where I'm out of it. I think, fair enough, Nike might have tried to get him to play, but I don't think the manager listens to it. Right, OK. Um, apparently, in the 1990 World Cup, Argentina spiked Brazil's water. <laughs> in a similar affair to lasagna gate and i don't mean as in like some random argentinian fan i mean like the sports federation of argentina Mate, despite brazil's trip that, that would be one of the nicest things they do to each other <laughs> that's definitely true have you not seen the way romero looks at a brazilian and just go ko every single time like no yeah that's true no, i believe that 100 true yeah 100 phil yeah, if the World Cup was held out there, and I think it was, then yes, 100%. Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you there. Right. Um, I'm going to go and help, go ahead and say this one's definitely real. Fergie time. Chris, did get United get extra time at the oh, end of every game? Oh, mate. Who was that dumb, man? Was, who was, was it Howard Webb? Or which reference Howard was Webb. it? Howard Webb. Oh, mate. Every time he was... Just, he was definitely a United fan, him. 100%. Um and he's probably making rules to try and help him, but it's still not good enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Fergie time was 100% true, man. 100%. Josh? No, 100% true. There's the, before before VAR, there was have, having eight or nine minutes added on was absolutely unheard of. Like, it was barbaric. And the fact that on average, I think someone worked it out, on average there was five five to six minutes per game added on with every game Fergie was in charge. Mental. Absolutely mental. Even nowadays when we're seeing that 10 minutes added on, that even that seems, seems crazy. But yeah. Uh, Phil, are you, is that four out of four for a yes? Yeah. And it's not only that, Ash. I think it was, I mean, some of the decisions they, they used to get and still do, some of the penalties they get. I mean, look at that goal that we scored against them. But it, it was it nearly touching um, the net. Yeah, Mendes. Pedro Mendes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, with Roy Carroll in goal. How yeah. did that not... Um, how did linesmen never saw that? I Everyone that. in the stadium saw it, apart from the linesman and the ref. That was crazy. Yeah, I think that's an easy, easy yes. Right, we'll finish it with two Tottenham ones then. So, supposedly, 
the all or nothing series from Amazon on Spurs was all scripted. And the only reason Levy appointed someone like Jose Mourinho is because the Amazon lot funded it. Chris? That's false. Yeah. yeah no, no, no way Mourinho sticks to script. Not a <laughs> chance. Not a chance does Mourinho stick to a script, man. He does everything to break it, it all. So, nah, no. Fair enough. Josh? Are we allowed to say the hard C on this on this podcast? Any no. word you want, mate. Go on. What do you mean, no? <laughs> Go on. So, the fact that Jose Mourinho was telling the Spurs squad, you have to be a bunch of cunts on the pitch. <laughs> the fact that he was saying that on, an, on an Amazon documentary, I think it's false. Yeah, 100%. There is no way Amazon would... What, what, what's the word? They, they would have someone like Jose Mourinho as their first choice public image. No, they're, they're, they're definitely going to a Pochettino or a Pep, someone who's well-spoken. They ain't taking a Conte Mourinho or a Klopp who's just going to lose it at any time. If I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, Pochettino was, a, was the manager in charge when the uh, Amazon documentary was being filmed. Yeah, that's right. They started it with Pochettino yeah. and he got sacked. Yeah. He got sacked, yeah. Yeah. Phil, are you a, are you a negative as well? I think it's false for the main reason. I don't think Daniel Levy would risk getting paid for something like that and, and not putting it through the books, which he obviously mm. hasn't because we haven't never heard anything about it. The one thing we know for sure about uh, Levy is that he's very risk adverse. So I don't see it happening either. Well, right. he, he's, Unless he's, 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 he's Uncle Joe. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Uncle Joe ain't the same, is he? <laughs> <laughs> all right, final one, lads, and then I'll let you all off. Supposedly... The only reason Real Madrid allowed Ozil to join Arsenal was because they were pissed off at how much Spurs made them pay for bail. Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that is complete nonsense. <laughs> Mate, Reddit, you can, you you know, can go on Reddit. I, 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 I would, I would believe more of that. There was a, that was, there was a conspiracy that Ozil was meant to sign for Tottenham, but his eyes looked in the wrong direction. <laughs> I could believe that and he accidentally signed the Arsenal one. That, and that's nowhere near true. No, nah, Real Madrid, they're too big of a club to be, mess about like that, man. Fair enough, Josh. <laughs> that's absolutely ludicrous. That's ludicrous. Um, no, I'm going I'm, I'm to say false. We've got quite a good working reputation with Real Madrid, I think, over the years. A special relationship, some might say. Yeah, some, some <laughs> like I mean, you look at the deals we've done with them, uh, Gareth Bale, Luka Modric, Sergio Reguilon, Gareth Bale coming back. I, I don't think they'd be pissed off at us <clears throat> with the yeah, price yeah. they paid for Bale. Well, they wouldn't have paid it. I'm sorry. There's no way you can... They, they could have just told us to piss off, but they were happy to pay it. So there's no way they were pissed off. I think <laughs> they just wanted rid of Ozil. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Phil, you in agreement? I don't even know where you got that from. Uh, I've read it is an absolute cesspit of conspiracy theories. It's hilarious. <laughs> I've read no it. Chance. <laughs> it's the greatest place. He did have dodgy eyes, didn't he? Yeah, he looked like a frog. We can say it now, though, but what a player. <laughs> yeah, and he's prime. Until they decided to pay him half a half a billion a week or whatever yeah. they wanted to pay him. Rumor has it he's actually in two different postcodes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he can read he can read the starters and the desserts of the menu all in one yeah. verse. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. Left eye was in N5 is one thing. 
Well, oh. it's been an absolute pleasure having you both on, guys. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, Josh, how can uh, are you on Twitter, mate? How can people get a hold am, of you? I am on Twitter, mate. I'm a generational crasher. You can see me in a lot of the Twitter spaces alongside Christian. Um, I, I, I appear on some of the Tottenham channels as well. So if you're if you're familiar with the Tottenham channels, you'll find me on there. But mostly on the Twitter spaces, just cause and habit. Yeah, Phil, is that the same for you, mate? I am on Twitter, yeah. Um, I'm on Chris's, Christian's. I'm following Christian. I think I'm following Josh as well. But like I yeah. said to Christian tonight, I, I can't believe you're that desperate to get me to come. But I <laughs> oh, Phil, stop it, man. You're a good guy, Christian. man. Ash, Josh, Chris, I'd just like to say thank you for inviting me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And everyone who listens to this, I, I, I wish him all the best. And, Stay safe and uh, be lucky. Nice one, Phil. Appreciate it. Ash, um, listen, as normal, um, I'm going to take the rain this time. I'm going to say bye because I'm always uh, giving my Twitter out. You can always get me at at Chris underscore C91. The pod's at at 18... 82 <laughs> don't even know pod. Do no no i just have to remember <laughs> the year 1882 pod listen i don't normally do this um and Ash, i just want to thank you as as usual for hosting coming up with some some good yeah, uh you. subjects to sure speak on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but ash how can people get you mate uh it's ashley I don't even know. I don't even use my own one. Contact me on the pod. It's Ashley C93, but the E and Ashley is a free. It doesn't matter. Get me on the yeah, same Get, on, get, get him on the pod. It's easier. But guys, just before we go, um, I just want to leave us with a, a little sing song um, just because of Dragosin coming in. If anyone remembers Pied Piper, right? We've entered a dragon. Do we really like it? Is it is it wicked? We're loving it, loving it, loving it. Go on, Dragonson. <laughs> and with that, have a good evening. Come on, you sir.